Welcome to the Christian Writers Workshop, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality. Here is your host, award-winning author and speaker, Michelle Lazurek. Welcome to the Christian Writers Workshop. I'm Michelle Lazurek. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to balance life with writing. And I don't know about you, but for me, life has just been crazy. These past couple of months, I haven't even been able to record another podcast because um, life has just taken a different turn than what I expected. Some different priorities and things that have come my way, opportunities, great opportunities that have kind of taken my time and have I've had to make a priority. So I've kind of had to stop doing these podcasts for a while. But for those of you who kind of hung in with me for this time and were asking for some new material, I decided to record some new stuff for you just to um, encourage you and to keep you on the path toward writing. Um, Writing is still my number one passion, even though sometimes things in life have to take uh, precedence over that. I have a family and a wife, um, pastor's wife of a church, and so those things sometimes have to take um, precedence over Uh, my writing. And so um, I have to try just like you do to balance my life with, uh, with my writing and kind of making that um, carving out that time and making it the priority that I need for it to be. So I was kind of looking through scripture and I saw um, a couple of things that I thought might apply to those of you who are struggling with trying to make the time for your writing. Maybe you work um, another job is as a lot of us know, writing is definitely not a lucrative pr- profession. And if you're a Christian writer, it's probably even less. Uh, it's definitely for more the ministry opportunities than it is for anything else. Um, so oftentimes we have to take other lines of work to get money, to make ends meet, so we can actually do writing and we can kind of move our writing from hobby to a profession. So um, I completely understand for those of you who have to balance already working, maybe even a full-time job um, with with writing and how exactly do you do that? So um, I was kind of looking through uh, scripture and this scripture came to mind. It's from Acts 3. It's one of my favorites because it's uh, just an example of um, Peter and John and the work that the Holy Spirit had done through them and throughout the time that they were discipled um, by Jesus and the new people that they become and, and just their passion for wanting to meet the needs of the community around them. And so it's just kind of this ordinary passage, but there's so much jam-packed within it that I thought applied to kind of balancing our life and work relationship that I thought I would read it for you. So it starts in chapter 3, this is the book of Acts, starting in verse 1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man, lame from birth, was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, I know this seems like, what, what would this possibly have to do with writing? But I think there's a couple of things we can take from, uh, from our reading of this. And the first is to make writing a priority. You see Peter and John, they're on a mission. They're going to the temple 
something they probably do every day. It says that they go daily there. Um, probably at a normal busy hour where there's a lot of people going by and their their minds are set. They have something they need to get done and they're going off to um, meet that agenda, which is to go to the temple to pray. But they also stumble upon this gentleman who probably has been there. He says it's been he's been laid there daily uh, for some time. And it's probably easy for them to walk right on by and never talk to the man and maybe not even notice him because of the busyness of the outside the public square where they were going. But for whatever reason, um, Peter and John see him in a new way in this passage. And that's what I love about it. And I think the first thing we can do for our writing is to make it a priority. Oftentimes we have our own agendas. We go through life. We have our work. We have our families. We have starting in we're going to be starting up fall sports coming up. The hustle and bustle of the school season uh, is now upon us. And it's going to be so easy for us to put away our writing and not see it again for months. And I just wanted to encourage you just to make it a priority in your life. Take the time to see your writing for what it really is. Don't let it fall in the background. Don't go get so busy in your day that you put it aside and don't even notice it. Because, uh, because of the business of your life, but take it out. Make that time a priority for you. Just like Peter and John made this man a priority, someone who probably hadn't been seen at all by so many people and religious leaders who claim to know the Lord, um, they saw him and they met his need very specifically. And I think the time that you take, um, the time that you prioritize this, your writing, whatever it is, whether it's a book, blog post, um, podcast, whatever you're doing, whatever you feel God's laying on your heart, if you're going to take the time to make it a priority in your life, I think God's going to honor that and he's going to allow you to use the gifts and talents that he's given you, just as he allowed Peter and John to do. And he's going to uh, anoint you to be able to do the work of spreading the gospel through the written word. And so I just want to encourage you with that is to make it a priority. Don't push it off to the side. Don't get so busy that you completely ignore it and forget about it, but make it, see it in a new way. I love that Peter and John say, look at us, this man. I'm sure this man was completely blind, in a sense, blindsided by uh, Peter and John's request, because I'm sure he was never... No one's ever asked him that before. No one's ever asked to look at him directly. No one's ever given him the time and attention that he deserves as a human being and as a child of God. And so uh, when he looks at them, he just expects that they're just going to throw him a couple of pennies and just be on their way because they can't be bothered. And this man receives so much more because of Peter and John's boldness and because of their assurance in what God has gifted them to do. And so um, I just first do want to encourage you with that to make it a priority. The second thing is to um, carve a little time out of your day. And as it, fall is coming upon us, I'm a big fall person. I love fall. Um, I, I've already started decorating my house. My house is full of pumpkins and leaves. And I love pumpkin spice everything from Starbucks. And uh, fall is my, by far my favorite time of season. I love the crisp weather. I love watching football. I love uh, cooler temperatures and warm fires and hot chocolate and all those things that come with fall. And the harvest. And you think about fall being that harvest time that even for the farmers, they've been busy sowing the seed. Now it's time to reap the rewards of what they've um, taken the time to plant. And so this is your time now to harvest what God has given you in your heart in terms of your writing as well. 
But I think about when I think about the word carve, I always think about pumpkins. And I know for years I did that with my own kids, and I'm sure we'll do that again where we carve pumpkins, we make out our little faces, and you know, we put the, the lights inside of them, and, and we love doing that. But it seems so overwhelming, especially when we pick out a big pumpkin. We've gone out, we've gone to the patch, we've gotten this huge pumpkin, and it's like, how in the world do we get in there in that knife? How do we get in? How do we how do we make that face? How does it, it become something recognizable to us? And so we have to start by just kind of cutting off that top and kind of removing those insides. And I hate removing those insides. I know the pumpkin seeds are really good when you roast them, but they're really disgusting when you take them out. Um, and so that's the part that I probably hate the most is, is doing that. But I know I have to get to the good part inside and by removing those seeds, removing those, that gushy inside to get to where I need to carve. And so if you think about carving, you're kind of cutting away, chipping away slowly but surely to get those eyes, to get that mouth that you want. And so I want to encourage you just to carve out a little bit of time in your day. Take out the gushy insides of whatever life has thrown at you that day, the the fatigue that you have after the end of a long day, uh, the screaming kids, um, push aside those things, lock yourself in a bedroom or an office or a place where you can go, even if it's outside, or even go for a walk or something and just kind of make mental notes if you have to. But take a little bit of time each day to move forward in whatever writing project you're you're working on. Um, again, carving that out, remove that gushiness of that, the day-to-day life, the day-to-day life that's really preventing you from doing the writing work that you want to do. And chip away slowly but surely at whatever project you have even if it's one page even if it's uh, one scene of a novel you're working on even if it's doing a little bit of research on that future nonfiction project you're working on whatever it is do a little bit at a time you'll be surprised at how much that adds up and when you look at the end of your pumpkin when we're done carving it we see the completed project and just how much a little bit of chipping a little bit of carving a little bit of cutting can do because at the end you have a beautiful picture of something a masterpiece that you can display outside of your home for the fall, fall season and really be proud of. And so I want to encourage you with that is just to carve a little bit of time in your day. Maybe it's 20 minutes. Maybe it's a half hour. Maybe it's cutting out one television program. Maybe it's cutting out, uh, you know, one workout a week, uh, whatever it is um, to get to that, make that priority to carve out that time that you have to do. Make sure you do that because you're not going to get anywhere by simply saying, I'll do it tomorrow. Procrastination is really the enemy of uh, God's kingdom. You know, James 5 talks about if we know what we ought to do and we don't do it, we sin. And uh, we don't think about how much that applies to our our need to procrastinate. Um, we really do need to do what's right. And if we're feeling called to writing something that's going to get that story out and we don't do it, what does James 5 tell us? We need to carve out that time. Stop making the excuses. There's always time in the day somewhere. You just have to find it. And if you can make the time, you're going to get that time. You'll make time for whatever is important to you. So I just want to um, encourage you with that. Third thing uh, is to ask the Lord for direction. And uh, you see this so beautifully here in um, Acts 3 as well, is that they have already been, um, the Holy Spirit has already come upon them. 
with that holy fire. They've already been, the Holy Spirit's already dwelling inside of them. They're already starting to make waves in the community. They're already starting to meet the needs of those around them. And now it's time for them to kind of put their money where their mouth is. Instead of giving him, just throwing him those pennies, really meeting the deep needs of this gentleman who thinks he's there to ask for money and in the end gets so much more. Um, they say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, why, rise up and walk. And so they call on the name of Jesus, and in the name of Jesus, this man is healed. And Peter and John, they know it's not them. They know the Holy Spirit is working through them. They know through spending three years with Jesus that um, they can um, they can do this in his name. They just have to call on it. And so I just want to encourage you with that too, is that you can do this. You have been called by an almighty God who will meet your needs in an instant if he chooses, but you have to call in his name to do it. And so they would not have been able to do the healing that they um, needed to do without calling on the name of Jesus. But in that, in, as they called him out, they were sure, they were confident that Jesus would meet this man's need. And they, and he did. And they were so um, overjoyed. And this man was so overjoyed by someone taking a moment out of their day to meet his needs in such a deep and intimate way. And so I just want to encourage you with that too. Call in the name of Jesus. Be confident that he has given you these gifts and abilities. He has called you to do this. Again, doesn't matter if it's just a blog. doesn't matter if it's just a writing project. If you have your first book, 10th book, 100th book, it doesn't matter. God has called you to this at this time, at such a time as this. And so he wants you to act on that. But you have to call in his name. And you have to be assured that God is anointed to do with that. So don't doubt that. Don't be in doubt. Meet the needs. Use your, utilize your passion for whatever audience you're writing to and use it to call on Jesus and Jesus will come and meet your need. He will give you those gifts. He will give you those abilities that you need. So that takes me to our action step. Is that one thing, um, I always try to give you one way to kind of take something with you before you leave the podcast. Um, I want you to always put into practice what you're hearing. And so um, my question for you today is, what are you going to do about it? Uh, what is one thing that you can do uh, out of the three things we talked about? Making, writing a priority, carving a little time out of your day, and asking the Lord for direction. What is it that you need to do to make sure that your writing moves forward and that you are able to be a part of spreading the gospel message to those that need it? So that's what I have for you today. Thanks for listening and happy writing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Christian Writers Workshop. Don't forget to connect with Michelle online at www.michellezurich.com. Join us again next week and find out how to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality.